You're listening to the General Geekery Podcast. Mysterious and spooky, they're all together ooky, the Adams family. Their house is a museum, when people come to see them, they really are a scream, the Adams family. Neat. Sweet. So get a witch's shawl on, a broomstick you can crawl on, we're gonna pay a call on, the Adams Family. Welcome to episode 22, I believe, of General Geekery. I am Brian, and with me, as always, is JD. And finally, once again, we have our second co-host, Jimbo, with us. Good evening, gentlemen. Evening. Hello. And, of course, it wouldn't be a good episode if we didn't have an awesome guest. And our guest tonight is Gene, and then in... Quotation marks, of course, Pugsley Siebold, <laughs> who is Hello, everybody. purveyor of Pugsley Customs, uh, some of the best painting on customs that you will ever see. And if anyone has seen my work, they know that's a pretty good compliment from me. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so no. thanks for joining us there, Gene. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Oh, well, listeners that are coming to us from Joe Customs. They'll recognize him with the user handle, me and no one else. So I don't um, know. Then Pugsley on there for a little while, too. I mean. Well, I'm talking <laughs> old school Joe Customs. <laughs> back when I was buying stuff from like Sean Hunter, he was selling some of your holsters and stuff through the oh, yeah. uh, through his store. So, yeah. I mean, I've got a few customs here or there that definitely have holsters that you made on them. So Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I always love seeing uh, the stuff that I've sculpted that got cast by either um, Sean or uh, Slayer or, or uh, Raging Spoon. You know, when somebody uses it, it, it just makes me smile, you know. Absolutely. That's always awesome when you see some part of some of your stuff and somebody else's. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, welcome to the show. That's pretty cool because... Uh, yeah, they're going to have you on last month, but then there was a problem. Um, so, <laughs> couple problems. So, yeah, quite hey, good. welcome to the show, finally. <laughs> well, thank you. Glad to have you, man. Yeah, glad to be here. All right, so, so, uh, so JD, what did you want to start talking about tonight? Then? Um, anybody watch the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Um, oh, yeah. You know, I think I've only seen it maybe seven or eight times so far. Well, you slack ass. I know, uh, right? You you go watch it a few more times right now. I haven't seen it today. Um, um, I've only shit, seen it twice. That shit is going to be awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, that looks fantastic. So, um, different ones, I think. 
Uh, well, yeah, there has been a couple of them. But I mean, like the last week. I've seen yeah. Well, yeah, because now, <clears throat> now they're at that point where you're going to start seeing uh, TV spots pop up online, like, yeah. like well, 30 second scenes and clips and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, Chris Pratt but, released the, he did the, um, the one that we saw, the one that just came out last week, he did that on the Tonight Show, I think. That's the one he brought to the Tonight Show. So that's the one that, that got shown recently that looks, yeah, that looks phenomenal. Um, I can't wait. I mean, my favorite trailer they put out so far is the one where they introduce Mantis at the end and she does the, the psychic reading and, and, uh, talks about how Star-Lord has feelings for Gamora. <laughs> do me, do me! Yeah, <laughs> Drax says, ah, you must be so embarrassed. Drax is awesome. I mean, they're all great characters, but as of this one, oh, I think he's he's far and away my favorite. He is nuts. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, the world's going to go crazy for the Guardians of the Galaxy again. And I just, I, I, I can't wait. Um, for 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 a group of characters that I never heard of before Marvel announced the first movie, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, obviously the, the first one looked good from the trailers, but, <clears throat> you know, when we went to see it, I couldn't have anticipated that it was going to be far better than trailers. I mean, I, I think it's, Right now, it's probably it's probably in my top three MCU movies. So, um, yeah, the sequel. You know, somebody, somebody on Facebook, the end of the last year, put put a poll up the next couple MCU movies. Which ones are you most excited about? And and whatever that whatever that poll was, I, I think I think it was like because um, you know, and that's Spider Man. Guardians and Thor listed, and I think Guardians still had like sixty percent of the vote. I mean, and I'm like, wait, that's over Spider-Man. All right, um, they've really gotten somewhere with the with the talking tree and the machine gun firing raccoon and uh, and the cronies. So, yeah, that's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, um, I think it, I think okay, so. The, the music in this one should be the music that was on tape his mom gave him that he finally opened, right? That's yes. what I'm guessing, yeah. Okay, so if there's a third one, how does he get, where, where's that music coming from? Okay, I, 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 I had my idea for that um, that I was pondering just like the other day when, when I wondered, well, if they're going to do a third one, well, I, I don't doubt that they're going to get a third movie by themselves but if they need a third volume uh to course to correspond with the movies well what if when the guardians meet up with the avengers in infinity war uh what if he snags some awesome uh, some <clears throat> uh some some songs for awesome mix volume three from the avengers like you know, they 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 end up in space, and and uh, and he manages to hear some of the music that they've got, and they're like, oh, and you know, he steals some of it. Um, I thought about that. I thought about that. That could be cool, 
provided that it's not something like Rihanna and Lady Gaga. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no. I, I have a feeling Star Lord is it, so it's so stuck in the past with that kind of stuff because it's just it's just what he's had since he got kidnapped by the aliens. I I have a feeling since obviously it, it seems like the Iron Man armor has its own sound system that Tony flies around to. Um, I, I can imagine, I can imagine him finding some, some, uh, some archives of, uh, you know, cause I, I'm sure, I'm sure the Iron Suit, I'm sure it's got a playlist of like 9,000 songs. Um, oh, it does. So if you read, that, uh, if you read, um, um, oh geez, what's this? It's a six issue miniseries. Just skip my mind. There's uh, no six issue miniseries. Six issue miniseries. Iron Man. I was telling JD to read it with the. Oh God damn it! Anyway, the the armor in that has a, a playlist in it, and he talks about how the how much power the suit has that it could power <laughs> a concert by every band on that playlist, so they could play every songs, and it would last. That concert would last like a decade. Ah, see, yeah, I, I, I can totally see, I, I can totally see Star Lord scoring some music for another awesome mix from Tony Stark's collection. So, some Black Sabbath. <laughs> that would be definitely great. nothing. I, I doubt that he would listen to anything post like 1990. Uh, I, I, I can't see him. Uh, getting into Nirvana or anything after that. No. So, um, I, I, I do wonder what Star Lord would feel about things like uh, Wilson Phillips and uh, Vanilla Ice. And um, I think that one of the songs that he's listening to in that miniseries is by Ministry. So it's an H something. Hypervelocity. Yeah. Oh, that was the one with the with the cape killer, right? Yes. The hypervelocity armor has a playlist. The creepy AI chick. Oh yeah, that was badass. Yeah. Um, Hey, I couldn't remember that title either. So, if you guys, Brian, Brian, put your squeak toy away, Mister. (laughs) Um, The podcast is not the time for that. Yeah, Um, yeah, puppy. You find another toy. Second question. Second question about the trailer. Okay. What? The, The big tentacle mouth monster thingy. Uh, are we seeing that as a as a as a connection to uh, Force Awakens and the ones that Han and Chewie were hauling around? Those were Rathars, and clearly not. No. Um, <laughs> what do you mean, clearly not? Their mouths with tentacles. Um, except that those tentacles look nothing like it. So clearly, there's no way that it's genetically they're not related. Gonna, they're not going to tie Star Wars into Marvel Universe. No, God, no. And you know what? If they were to do that. I don't know which franchise I would I would have to diminish my respect for because honestly they got nothing to do with each other. I never want to see them have anything to do with each other aside of uh, Marvel characters making obligatory Star Wars references. And if so, they were going to tie the two together, they are not going to do it with a tentacled mouth tentacled no. mouth monster. <laughs> um. So, no. Although the Sarlacc and the Rathars are semi-related, but anyways. Um, 
so no. No. No, suck. Fuck no. Um, oh, suck. Um, no, you suck for even suggesting that. Yeah, I'm with JD on Um, Brian cut his mic. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me figure out how so, to do that. Anyways. So, Brian, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> um, did anyone see Logan over the weekend? It grossed almost a quarter of a billion dollars worldwide. Girls like eighty-five just in the states. You did, from what I saw. And, uh, uh, I didn't see it, but I told Brian. I texted him before he we went to see it. I'm like, "Hey, spoil it when you get out." So he's like, "Not gonna see it. Not till it's all done. Not till I can watch it at home." So he did. He texted me and spoiled it. So ah, sweet. Now, by the time I watch it at home, I will have forgotten that, anyways. So. Quite possibly. No. She's gonna knock yeah. water off. See it, Gene. No, I have not seen it yet. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I, I'm so, so burnt out with Fox, Fox and the X-Men movies. They, I'm just, they hopped on the darn R-rated train after the success of uh, Deadpool, and it's like, this is the movie that we needed to have of Wolverine years ago, yes. and now you're giving it to us? Screw you guys. Yeah, no, I can I, totally yeah. see that point of view. That's, I'm honestly... Yeah, no, yeah, you should go see it, man. Uh, if you want to see it on the big screen, it's not necessarily one of those you know big screen movies where you got to see, you know, it's not effects driven or anything like right. that, but if, if you want to see it on the big screen, I would recommend it because uh, it really is good. I'll see it. I just, I'll wait until it, uh, my brother puts it on his Voodoo account. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till it chills up on Voodoo, and then I'll watch it that way. Cause it's worth paying for. It. Yeah, it's no, it's not that. I mean, I'll be paying for it on Voodoo. I just very rarely go to the movies. Very rarely is there a theater. Is there a movie that I really feel the need to go to the theater to see? I mean, well, I only paid to see John Wick, and then I snuck into Logan. Um, <laughs> I might have done that hey, time or two. I applaud that effort. I haven't been able to do that in years. So, um, although I did used to make an art out of that, but it's probably been ten years since I got a chance to do that. Um, but I, uh, I mean, Avengers movies uh, and related characters, Star Wars movies, those are guaranteed. I'm going to the movie theater to see them. Um, but aside of that, eh, I don't know, sometimes, maybe if I take the kids, maybe if I take the kids to see something, but otherwise I don't, I don't make a priority out of, out of going to the theater, really. I would assume um, you're going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy in May. That's why I said Avengers and all related characters to the MCU. Um, but, well, but Guardians of the Galaxy, that's like a... That's like a Friday night or a Saturday afternoon weekend of release thing. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't go to premiere nights anymore. It's, it's too fucking crowded. Yeah, yeah see, the, the town I live in is not that big. So, I mean, we got a lot of people here, but, you know, shows don't sell out. So Yeah, same here. Know, Our, we've and, got too and, many theaters in and town. If you, and, 
yeah, it's you know, if you show up 20 minutes before the start time for the trailers, you're going to get a seat. So I, I don't, and, and we don't tend to have raucous, obnoxious audiences either. For the most part, everybody will sit there and they'll watch the movie. So, um, we went to one recently where we had to tell the kids behind um, us to shut up. I think it was Dr. Strange. We had to yes. tell the kids behind us to shut up. But other than that, I, they yeah. did. And then they they did, yeah, so it wasn't a problem. But yeah, Logan, I thought I would have to agree with Gene. I think that it's it was great, but it's kind of this is the Wolverine movie we deserved like, you know, 15, 16 years ago. Right. I didn't see the second one. I didn't feel compelled to see the second one. I still do not feel compelled to see the second one. I thought the second one was okay, but you know, the first one just sucked balls. Well, yeah. I, alright, I liked the first movie, it's ass. right right up until, um, when they go to New Orleans, and that almost worked because Taylor Kitsch was okay as Gambit, despite the fact that it drove me nuts, he didn't have the accent, but after that, once they go to the, to the nuclear island, it fell off the rails completely and totally. never recovered. That was a disaster for the entire last third of the movie. Yeah. Um, and I then, never saw it. <laughs> well, it then when I rewatched it later, after it was on DVD, uh, Ryan Reynolds worked as Wade Wilson because, let's face it, that man was born to play Wade Wilson. Totally. Um, <laughs> um, and then... You know, some of it, like, uh, what's his name? Um, Cotton Weary Scream as uh, Sabretooth. God damn it. That's a guy's name. Uh, Liev Schreiber. Yeah. That, he was awesome as Sabretooth. I really liked him in that part. And I liked the way they utilized the uh, the Wolverine origin comic with, uh, you know, with that scene from the you know, from the comic. I mean, all that worked for me. It's just once they went to the nuclear island and then they they kept trying to shoehorn ways in to make references to the other movies when absolutely none of what they were doing made any sense. And then I just didn't like the way they used Stryker or any of it. Like, the whole thing just fell apart there. Um, but, and then I was... Yeah, I just didn't see the second one. I, I, You know what? It was one of those things where I read, listened to, uh, I read and listened to podcasts about it, and I heard so many mixed reviews, um, most of which skewed towards um, slightly positive but mostly negative. I just didn't really feel that, it, it, it just didn't feel like something I needed to, to see. And then, I mean, even the cast, you know, they never went crazy praising it on the, on the, you know, on the late night circuit or anything. It was just sort of, it just seemed to be a movie that sort of came and went. Yeah, I, I don't think I actually went to see it in the theater either. I think I, I waited till that came out on digital release and I watched it on the plane Africa, so... And that was good enough. I mean, it was an enjoyable popcorn movie, but I would not, I would not go beyond anything further than that. 
Um, I think uh, I think that second Wolverine movie is probably right dead center in the middle of of all of the X and Wolverine movies that we've got. You know, it's not as good as X two. It's you know much better than X three. Better yeah. than the first Wolverine. Uh, yeah. It's not as good as Days of Future Past. It's not as good as Logan. Probably right, right dead center in the middle. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd say that's probably a good, a good answer to it. I still haven't seen Apocalypse, though, Mike. Uh, uh, I saw Apocalypse. Okay. Um, about four months ago, Voodoo sent me a coupon to get a free movie off this list of like 10 movies or something. And that one happened to be on there. And I'm like, oh, well, okay, they're giving it to me for free. I'll, I'll buy it. Uh, four months later, I was finally in the mood to watch it, so I did, and, well, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I don't know that it was great. I uh, No, it didn't compare to Days of Future Past, and it didn't come anywhere close to first class, but um, I liked it. It worked for me. The, the the, the young cast that they got to play um, Nightcrawler, Marvel Girl, Cyclops, Jubilee, uh, they all worked. I mean, they did a really good job playing, you know, the version, the, you know, playing versions of those characters that were actually attending Xavier School, not teaching it. They all did really, really well. I think um, the only one that didn't work for me was Psylocke. Olivia Munn is a pair of tits and an ass and a leotard with no personality. And? and but I I had Professor Xavier wipe my mind to remind me that I didn't actually see that movie, so I don't remember anything about that movie. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that was, but, you know, so Angel was, but, like, so, that movie had so many characters in it, most of which they had no idea what to do with, and that goes for both the characters and the actors. Yeah. But, um, you know, I remember reading about Apocalypse, and they said, oh, Archangel was going to be in it. I'm like, oh, good. You know, do over. Let, let's do better. And this was better, but... Still not I don't know. It, it, yeah, it still just wasn't there. I'm I was like, hoping I don't more know. for an Archangel, to be sure. Um, well, And more from Psylocke. I mean, Psylocke is... You read the old X-Men comics where Psylocke was... was her origins come from, and it comes from the... the um, Oh jeez! Now I my brain is just like shit tonight. Um, the crossover where everybody fought different villains than their normal villain. Acts of Vengeance. Yeah. She she was in the X Men Acts of Vengeance and was created by, oddly enough, my favorite character Iron Man. His villain, the Mandarin, and it's Jim Lee art, 
and it's Wolverine and it's Betsy Braddock becoming Psylocke, and it's it's just phenomenal. Mojo's in there. It's just it's phenomenal. So if you've read ever read her origin issue, I mean the story's awesome. The art's fantastic because it's Jim Lee art. It's hard to match that on the screen. Yeah, but you know what. I don't, honestly, when it comes to live-action comic book movies, I couldn't give two craps less if their origins in the movies are completely different than the comic, because it's a different medium, it's a different time, it's not, you know, so, I think what they were trying to do with Psylocke, I think it worked, um, I don't, probably could have had more dialogue, um, well then we would have really seen how shallow her acting is. I mean, you know, yeah, nothing against the gal, but, but she's not a Well, no, because I, well, I saw, I, I, I watched uh, The Newsroom by uh, Aaron Sorkin starring Jeff Daniels and her and a bunch of other people on HBO, and she was really good in that role. Really? Um, but, huh. um, yeah, I think overall, I, you know, you know what, if, if any other character got the short end of the stick, in Apocalypse, um, I gotta say it was probably um, probably Apocalypse himself because oh, that yeah, that they they had a good idea, but I don't think they. I'm still I on. Don't think, I'm still on the popular opinion that he looked like a Power Rangers villain. Nah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. I, do. I no, he didn't look like Ivan. It yes, he did. Bad. Um, but I just don't think I think Apocalypse is he's too much of a complex character to handle in uh, a two hour long movie he almost seems like a character that they, they could have set up earlier than the end credit scene um in for Apocalypse or uh, for Days of Future Past, and then maybe use them more extensively. I well, I think that it's, just kind of goes without saying, considering he's probably the world's first mutant. Yeah, well, I mean, this kind of made it clear, but it Ow. it's like <clears throat> they had a good idea, but and I don't think what they did was bad. I just don't think they. I don't think they went far enough with it, but yeah, it's funny because it was just last week that I finally saw that. So yeah, I was watching it yesterday a little bit. I watched uh, watched that and watched uh, Days of Future Past yesterday. Um, yeah, have you guys seen the alternate cut for Days of Future Past, the remote cut? I haven't seen it, but I, don't I need to. Think so. Um, from what I understand, it's different enough from Days of Future Past that people really liked it. No, I don't think I've seen it then. Um, because, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, I don't know how big of a role Rogue has, but apparently what they did worked. Um, huh. but... No, I, I don't, um, I haven't seen anything. I didn't even know, didn't even know that existed, honestly. Um, I well, heard something that Rogue had more of a, more of a part in it, but I didn't know anything else about it. Um, yeah, well, I know the movie was released to DVD, a little while after the, the, you know, the movie actually came out, but uh, I didn't want to buy the movie a second time. But in in the intervening years, I, I, I probably could have rented it on Vudu, but 
I haven't yet because, you know, busy and stuff. So, See, that's what I irritates know. me, I got to say, is because it, it it's like I call it the George Lucas syndrome, okay? So here's the movie in the theater, all right? So then a couple months later, okay, now it's available on DVD and digital. So you buy it then. So this is the second time you buy it. Oh, but wait. But wait, there's more. There Now there's a director's cut of well, this that has footage we didn't have in the theater or on the first DVD or digital copy that you bought. So now you have to buy it again. And then guess what? We're going to change things up just a little bit. We're going to add some special effects. So you're going to have to buy it another time. And then it just goes on and it just it gets frustrating. Well, you can blame Ridley Scott for that. Um, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, didn't, didn't he kind of start that? George Lucas continued the tradition, but wasn't Ridley Scott pretty much recutting and recutting and recutting all of his movies for a while there? Yeah, so, I'll give you that. So we'll, we'll, we'll change that to the Ridley Scott syndrome then. I'll give you that one. Because, yeah, if you watch Blade um, Runner, there's like five different cuts of Blade Runner. And uh, I haven't finished any of them, so... No. Um, well, that's because you suck, but, you know, that's not... Yeah, but um, I have no intention of trying again, so I... Uh, that's because you have no taste, too, apparently. Yeah, well, I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think... Uh, so, overall, you'd recommend Logan, though, right? I mean, like... Oh, yeah. yeah it's totally. easily the best of the, of the entire X... Series. Although man, Marcus, he hated it. He did not like it. I don't know why. He he thought the uh, acting was shallow and the fights were were not very good. But that's I not really I, what this movie was supposed to be. I don't think either. So I've seen I've seen one other negative review on it, but it struck me as uh, the the person writing it was never very excited about Wolverine getting another movie anyways. Ah. So I, I, I think they kind of had a preconceived notion that even if it was good, it was still going to suck. So, you know, it, it's just one of those. It, it was one of those things. But Yeah, see, I always, uh, Marcus and I usually, we're, we don't always agree, but he, he gets to see stuff first because he's in England. So I always see what he says before I go see the movie. Just like, okay, Marcus said this sucked, so you know maybe we'll skip this and wait for it to come out on digital copy. Or Marcus really thought this was awesome, so we're gonna go see it. You know, so I mean, I'm I kind of base I don't want to say base a lot on what you know Marcus says because he gets to see it first and can can let me know. But you know, it's it it's happened where it's like you know Marcus didn't like it. We'll wait. But he did not like Logan. Um, the, uh, um, well, did, um, did, uh, what, what trailers did they show? But, I mean, I, obviously there's going to be the Deadpool teaser, but yeah, the Deadpool what teaser. other trailers did they show? Jeez, Emily, what did they, what teasers did they show? What's that? What teasers did they show during Logan? The one for the new Alien movie. Yeah, Power Rangers again. Power Rangers again. Uh, oh, God, that looks awful. It looks... I didn't see no, that. No, the, the sad part is when you start watching it and you don't know what it is, and then, like, halfway through, you're like, oh, this kind of looks interesting. Oh, my God, is this, pow- is this Power yeah. Rangers? Did I just all that just was, like Power Rangers? Oh, my God. That, that it's was awful. my reaction to the trailer, too. I'm like, yeah, about halfway through, you're like, eh, but, you know... 
watch the trailer a second time because <clears throat> because uh, uh, you know I saw it in the theater and then then I watched the trailer a second time when I got home and I put it up on YouTube. I'm like, so it's like a two and a half uh, you know it's like a two and a half minute long you know preview and it, it takes about a minute and a half of it to even get to the Power Rangers thing mm-hmm. and then you're like, well that's not. I don't think that's the right way to advertise this. Well, it's a bait and switch. Like, They're trying to get non-Power Ranger fans to go to it because everything I've seen from like diehard Power Ranger fans, they fucking hate it. Well, all right, yeah, but okay. So they're shooting Here. for a different market well, than their well, normal let's market. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, can we expect Power Ranger fans to have taste? Well, well no. no. Well, no. You're right. They are going <laughs> to a different. Market I'll give you that one too. They, they've they've learned the same valuable lesson that every other geek franchise has learned. The fans hate it more than the general public does. Yeah. The general public might not be all that invested. You can guarantee that the fans are going to loathe it and everything about it, even though they're probably going to pay to see it anyways. Yeah. So nobody hates Star Wars as much as Star Wars fans. Nobody hates... uh, Nobody hates any franchise as much as the diehard vocal internet fans do. Yeah. So. So what else um, did they show for trailers? I don't even remember. Nothing that like stuck some, out. Some uh, space movie. A couple of. I, I think one they went to Mars or something and brought back some horrible monster. I, remember that one? Yeah, Life. Ryan Reynolds was in that. Yeah. Don't. Life. Life. There you go. That's yeah. what it was called. Life. Life. Yeah, like the cereal. Yeah. No, but like a movie, a movie <laughs> like that, and they call now. it yeah. Life. Yeah. That no. just sounds like the most undescriptive title ever. Yeah, basically, I, they get a, a a couple of cells from Mars, and it turns into the mon- turns into a monster on an international space station. So yeah. wait a minute. Wait, it's Venom. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Okay, so just call it Venom and put it in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Um, but so, but you take a concept like that, and you call it Life. That's a terrible title. Like, I think they're trying to write the coattails of the I, I just want to say to all the people, the hundreds of people involved in making it, did any of you vet any other titles for this movie before you decided that this bland ass title? is the way that you're going to go with it. Yeah, like I said, I think they're kind of riding the coattails of uh, Arrival. Uh, oh, you saw that. You yeah, kinda, that was all right. Uh, it was really uh, weird because it. it's like watching uh, yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah, had a lukewarm review on it. So yeah, I, it was I'm like sort of watching Hawkeye on hit on Lois Lane for two hours. It's like, you know, it just doesn't work because I, I already know these people from other movies and it's just like, sometimes it works and sometimes it, sometimes it just doesn't. I I can't help it when they see Jeremy Renner in a movie, even when he's Hawkeye. I have trouble seeing him as anybody but Jeremy Renner. <laughs> um, he he's he's not a bad actor, but he's not fun or interesting or exciting, and neither are the characters he plays. So hey, Jeremy Renner's playing Jeremy Renner again. Sweet. Um, She's usually pretty personal, though. But even she was kind of boring in the arrival. You're saying, yeah, um, it was all right, but eh, it was kind of gimmicky too. It was like an M Night Shyamalan movie, so eh. Oh, eh. 
podcast. But um, um, and I don't remember any anything else that really stood out as far as trailers for the for. Well, I just wondered because this is starting in March is is when is is when we're starting we're starting that transition period to where the bigger movies are going to start coming out and you're going to see um stuff each, for the summer you know, every other weekend when something new comes out you're going to find out that the trailers for the bigger movies are going to start regularly playing so i just wonder what they what they shown previews for um but, yeah, there wasn't nothing. There was not anything else that like stood out that like, oh my god, we got to go see this friggin' movie. So, um, yeah, I was curious because. Um, uh, um, so Jimbo, how was John Wick two then? Oh uh, yeah, cause I want to see it, but haven't yet. Um, yeah, if you like the first one, you'll like this one. Yeah, I like the first and one. And if you a lot. didn't like the first one, what the hell's wrong with you? Really. Um, I mean, Emily. I Emily and I sat down and watched it the other night, and she liked it. Um, it's got a, it's got a, it's got a nice homage to. Um, I want to say Enter the Dragon as oh. well. Ooh, wow! I like the sounds of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm thinking. I think that's the one. I'm thinking. Huh? But yeah. Uh, it's well. I'm guessing it's either that or Game of Death because those are Bruce Lee's big movies. I want to say I think it's Enter the Dragon. Which which is the one with the the guy with the the claw hand? That was uh, ooh claw hand. That was that was Enter the Dragon. Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Dragon. yeah, I was gonna say yeah, that's Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm I'm pretty sure it's Enter the Dragon. Um. So did um did uh <clears throat> so obviously not a spoiler. Um, is the body count as high in this one? As it was in the first one, because if it's not, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna be sad because there, I love there's there's a yeah there's a lot of uh, yeah all right well sweet because flying around yeah I love action movies with a lot of gunplay and a lot of martial arts movies where the body count is absolutely through the roof where. Ninety-nine percent of the people that you see on the screen die um, because full-scale slaughter and just, just, just mindless chaos and violence. Love those movies. So, um, as an so, aside, yeah, you if, know if, the if, movie. If you're going to say this one, this one had a little more soul and a little less, you know, a senseless killing. I, I would have been like, well, well, what the hell did they do? But, okay, good. It uh, it uh, big difference is that there, there's more uh, of an explanation of the world that he, he exists in. Ah, uh, okay, right on. All right, all right. So they decided to, to add a little bit of dimension to it. Okay, yeah, I can get behind that. And, there, and there's a it's and the last thing I'll say is that it's got a a, a great setup for the third. Really? Yeah. Oh, I good. Because the first one. I mean, obviously, it was the first movie. They probably didn't know what their plans were for it, so they didn't do anything to tease a second movie, probably with the thought that they didn't know if that was possible. Um, but So this one does actually go and set up a third movie. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. And oh, cool. There's, uh, the, there's like, if they, do, if they play their cards right, the next movie will basically pick up an hour after this one ends. 
Nice. And it'll it'll be fucking bullets, 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 a couple knives, and then some more bullets. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Sounds like my kind of movie. Right on. Oh, and some bullets. Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty much movie news. I think the only thing interesting recently in action because we talked about the the as far as action figures we talked about the marvel universe now it's called marvel legends in three and three quarter inch scale we talked about the the new wave that just had come out um it's iron man the uk spider-man uh maestro lady deadpool uh x-23 in a wolverine costume and i think Oh, Moon Knight is the other figure in that. I went back to Target and uh, <clears throat> yesterday, and I saw... No, I was there today. And remember the other day, I said that obviously they just put the wave out, but I missed Lady Deadpool, and Moon Knight wasn't there. Um, and the only thing left from that wave was X-23 in the Wolverine costume. The Maestro had... Uh, uh, yeah, Maestro was gone. UK Spider-Man was gone. <laughs> Um, and yeah, there was something else that just did it. They, oh, well, and the, uh, Iron Man, they, they weren't there. It was, it, it was just X-23 left. I'm like, well, that's, that's not what I would have expected to happen there, but Same okay. Here. Cause that was kind of, when I went to look the first time, uh, there was a couple X-23 and the UK Spider-Man, but nothing else. And then when Emily went to look, she, that, that's when she found my Iron Man for me on Saturday. And I didn't ask her to look for anything else. I just wanted my Iron Man figure. But so um, the other kind of interesting three and three quarter inch news is that there's uh, a two pack, two two packs coming out. Actually, HasbroToyStore.com has them in stock now. Uh, what Hasbro Toy Shop has shit? What? Yeah, uh, it's stocked. Uh, it's Doctor Strange. So we've got the Doctor, the movie Doctor Strange, and then there's an astral projection Doctor Strange, and then there's a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two set with uh, Star Lord and Yondu in it. Uh, okay. I believe, uh, I believe uh, Dan Kosa says that all the figures have swivel waists. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. I was asking him about the torso Arctic and. What he said they had. And I saw an online review and it was kind of mixed. The paint jobs on Doctor Strange look pretty lame. The sculpting's not the best. The Marvel Universe um, Astral Doctor Strange that we got a few years back actually looks nicer than this one. The plastic looks really yellow in the in the new one. But the the Peter Quill looked pretty good from what I saw, and the Yondu's not too bad. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of, all right, Doctor Strange is necessary, and, and a two-pack's a good idea, but was an astral projection version really the way they needed to go with that? That just feels like a cop-out to me. I think they would have, I, I think it's a hard time finding another character in that, because, I mean, I don't know who else... I would have put Aaron it. Mordo. Yeah, maybe. Uh, because I mean, Mordo is a good one. guy in this one. He's obviously going to be a bad guy in this in the next one. 
So okay, well, I don't Benedict know. Wong, they don't have to sculpt him smiling. Um, Wong's I can't kind of. Um, you got to be. I, you got to be a big, kind of a semi-big Doctor Who fan to appreciate right, a Wong. Let me figure. put it this way: There's no way that an astral projection version is 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 the most sensible place to go with that. I just I don't. I don't see it. Oh, what about it? It is, it is from a money perspective yeah. because if you look, basically, uh, Star Lord and Yondu are basically the same figure as well. Well, but uh, Blue Face and Mohawk versus I'm guessing yeah. Helmet Mask, uh, so yeah. that's different enough. I'm guessing Doctor Strange that the astral projection version is a non-painted version. I believe so. Yeah, cheap. I'm not cheap, just. I'm cheap, not arguing, cheap. but we're talking cheap. about Hasbro here, who has yeah, been doing Hasbro. nothing but repaints for. I mean, yeah. we're lucky we got new sculpted figures in the Marvel, the three and three quarter inch Marvel Legends line. That just blew me away that they had all new figures in that, and even those weren't all new. I mean, it's like you said, the Maestros reusing a lot of the Apocalypse parts. The Iron Man was pretty much a new sculpt, I think. Spider Man. I mean, come on, that's like the fiftieth repaint they've done a Spider Man. Well, to be fair. Uh, that Iron Man is a new sculpt right now, but it'll have about four more color schemes later. Yeah, I wouldn't argue um, that. But, um, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I ordered the two packs. I have I had a little extra work this week, so I ordered the two packs. They should be coming. So I'll do a review on them in the next show. All right, sweet. Um, the, uh, uh, well, uh, Doctor Strange is out on blu-ray and home viewing did anybody buy it i I bought the digital copy when the day it came out i've already watched it like three times um is it in the theater i did go see it in the theater um i uh yeah i saw it in 3d in the theater um i wish we'd gone uh, back to see it in 3d 3d hit or miss for me you know, since I'm partially well, blind in one eye. So, I mean, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Well, 3D is not a gimmick that a lot of 3D movies need. But just looking at the trailers, the mind-trippy kaleidoscope world just seemed like it was ideal for 3D. And yeah. I heard, uh, I read when Doctor Strange was first released that the 3D was amazing. So that's how I went to see it, and the 3D was absolutely amazing. Um, but um, so I really didn't feel compelled to go see it again in 2D. But now that it's out to watch at home, um, the lack of 3D is not going to bother me. Um, um, so I haven't watched it yet. I just. When I went into Target today, I walked by the display at the front of the store. I'm like, "Oh, that's that's out. All right, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch that." Yeah, it came out on uh, uh, right around Valentine's Day, I think. Oh, yeah, I missed it. Um, but yeah, the uh, that was uh, well, and I brought it up mostly because I was reading today that you know Doctor Strange he's going to be in. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, so I'm curious how they're going to work him in there. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm curious about that too. That should be pretty good. But I'm looking forward to that Thor movie. 
more and more now. Yeah, well, because today Marvel put up a solicitation for um, the comic book prequel huh. that they're going to put out in October, and it's got the art of, uh, you know, the, the art has uh, Thor and Hulk. They're ready to kick some ass. You know, Thor, um, Hulk's got the got the gladiator armor on, right. and Thor has the helmet on. And my first reaction was, <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Thor doesn't wear a helmet in the movies. Um, outside of that first scene, scene in the first movie. Yep. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the comic book prequels coming out. I know Marvel does the comic book prequels for all of them. I've never felt compelled to read one of them. But I can't say I uh, either. I will read this one only because, well, Thor and Hulk together in a comic book... Um, you can never go wrong with that. And, and whether it's a, whether it's a necessary comic, I don't know whether it's going to be a good lead in, I don't know, but I'm curious enough that I think I'll probably read it, but I can't freaking wait to see that movie too, because I really like Thor. Uh, no, I really loved the Thor movie, and I really, really, really liked the uh, Dark okay. World. So, but I'm really looking forward to this one. I agree with you. Yeah, I wasn't that impressed with Dark World. I, I wish they did. I don't know. I wasn't impressed with Dark World at all. I didn't really care for it too much either. Just kind of just I, bland. Yeah, I. Like everything except, um, I don't. Knowing how much Natalie Portman, who I hate, 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 did not want to do the movie, so they 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 basically they basically harangued her into doing the movie. They did. So, but if if somebody really doesn't want to do the movie. And they're as fucking annoying as she is. Not only do you bring her in and you make, you sit her down and you say you're going to do this movie, but you decide to make her stupid wet blanket character one of the driving plots behind the movie. Shut up. Um, he sucks. And if they had taken that movie and get, and had the opportunity to kill her, that would have been okay. Um, but. That she won't bad. be in the Ragnarok. No. No, no, uh-uh, no. No, she's, she's absolutely not going to be in Ragnarok. And when when I read that announced last year that she's officially confirmed to not be returning, I was like, I wish I could have read that before Dark World. But, um, but I was just yeah. disappointed that, you know, it's like Christopher Eggleston is going to be the villain. <laughs> And that was, was my yes. other issue. I was going to say, what did they do with him? Nothing. They had him and the guy that played Heavy Duty, and they didn't know what to do with either of them. They they were both cool ideas, but they both fell short. Like, yeah. I, I, I kept getting the feeling that there needed to be, like, a version of the movie that was, like, ten minutes longer, all dedicated to... Uh, the Dark Elves, and that side of the conflict. But, um, 
Yeah, he didn't say much. He didn't say enough to be Christopher Eccleston. No, not really. at all. I was um, really disappointed with that. I'm like, fucking awesome. We get Christopher Eggleston as a in the MCU, and it's just like Gene said, it was bland. Yeah, it, it was. It's kind of bland. I didn't uh, hate it. I just Loki, didn't. It just Loki seemed... got the chance to shine that he needed. Yeah, and and they, um, tragic or not. Rene Russo got the spotlight in that movie that she didn't like. She was just kind of set dressing in the first movie. No, right. not set dressing. She was she was a C character in the first one, and she finally got substan- uh, a substantial role. Um, you know, ill fated maybe, but she finally we we got to see Frigga kick some ass, um, which is just something we needed to see, but. Yeah, a little bland. Um, yeah. Still not as bad as Iron Man 3, though. Nothing ever <sighs> will be. Ever. That movie um, is terrible. We do not talk about Iron Man 3. If you listen to one of our previous episodes, we basically re-edited a criticism that we did of that movie four years ago where we spent an entire podcast ripping the shit out of it. And for this podcast, after we relaunched it, I dug that MP3 up and I republished it and, and I basically said, Hey, we're going to, you, you can listen to us again, destroy this movie for being the garbage that it was. So uh, yeah, still, the treatment of both aim and the Mandarin was just asinine. Um, well, I don't really hate any, I don't, I don't really dislike any of the MC movies. I, that was the only one that I disliked. That's, it's, it's so the only one I dislike, and it's my favorite fucking character. Yep, and they wrecked it. All of it. The movie sucked ass. It's the worst MCU movie. Will always be the worst MCU movie. They could make crap into a movie, and it would still be better than Iron Man 3. <laughs> um, that movie was a disaster. Everybody was acting like somebody else. Nobody... Nobody, nobody fit the characters they were playing, and yeah, they wasted aim, they wasted the Mandarin, and the one, the one highlight to the movie, really, was that Dummy got to play uh, a, a, a slightly heroic part, finally, instead of being a running joke. That was it. That was it. So, I yeah, like the, I, I kind of like what they did with the Iron Patriot, you know, I mean, obviously at the time they couldn't make it who it was in the comic book, but I, I loved the armors. Oh, that was I thought cool. the Mark 42 was awesome. I thought the, the Iron Patriot armor was fantastic. The Mark 42 would have been awesome if, if, if Tony Stark had been in it more than once. Yeah. But for most of it, he was remote controlling it and then... Pepper got to wear it? Yeah, no, that was If just... you're gonna put Rescue in the movie, put Rescue in the movie. Yeah. Stop bullshitting. Yeah. Um, that was a, that was like, mm, oh, this is a good way to, 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 to nod at the comic. No, here's not, here's a better idea than nod at the comic. Do it or don't. Yeah. There. There you go. So, um, I honestly don't see um, uh, I, I don't see them ever making a movie 
for the MCU that can match the shittiness of that. Well, that's but. Shane Black for you. He's I, he just man, I don't. Yep, he kind of wrecks all the movies that I've seen him do, except for the first Lethal Weapon. And he's doing um, the new Predator movie. Well, they're making another Predator? They are. Really? Yeah, it's got a bunch of black guys and another kid in it, so you guess who dies? Wait, really? Yeah. Another one? Yes, Shane Black's directing it. Why? Yeah, it's a couple Who's women, he? a couple black guys, and a kid, I think. And there may be like, oh, yeah. one white guy. So you know all the black guys are going to die. You know the kid's going to live. And the woman is going to get severely injured but live. Probably. Um, uh, I don't under... Why do you keep making Predator movies? Why do they like they black keep making movies? They have a good one movies? since the first one. Every Predator... Yeah, I like Predator 2. I thought Predator 2 was all right. Danny all right, Glover all right, and let's Bill Paxton? Come on, how Predator can you not like 2, that? No, Predator 2 was okay. I said they haven't made a good one since the first one. Predator, Predator 2 was okay. Good. I like Predators. Predators was shit. I haven't seen that yet, um, still. Good. Predators was shit. That's um, why I haven't good. seen it. You liked it because you clearly wanted to like it. You were clearly okay. looking for you. You you clearly went in saying this is going to be awesome, so you liked it. Otherwise, I don't no. see why you would. Um, that was terrible. Um, is everything and, a predator movie needs to be. And Topher except Grace, for the, idiot. Uh, yeah, yeah, except for the, the crap about yeah. there being two predator species. Uh, that was stupid. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I I think we should leave Predator in nineteen ninety where where where. You where it belonged. Um, um, I didn't know they were making another one. Honest to God, I had no idea. Yep. When is it even coming out? I don't remember. I'm just I'm staying away from it because Shane Black's directing it. I can't stand yep. the guy. Well, uh, like I said, I, I liked filming that. I, I liked the first Lethal Weapon, but that's because he was Shane Black, but he was a new filmmaker. He wasn't making Shane Black movies yet. Right. Everything he's done since, I just have to assume is shit, because Iron Man 3 was so bad. Um, but, I can't believe they're making another Predator. But, even if I wanted to see it, which I don't, because even if I thought it might be good, which I don't, um, wow, just finding out <laughs> that Shane Black did it, well, that was enough to kill that. So, um, and, uh, you know, you saw the trailer for Alien Covenant. Yeah. You know, tried to care. I don't. Same here. Tried to care. Not interested. I'll wait until no. it comes out. On Netflix or something. Yeah. <laughs> until it's on, until it's, uh, <clears throat> until they're playing it first run on USA Network with commercials. Something I don't have to pay um, for. You know, I'll get the U-Torn of it or something like that. So, you know, this is the beauty of the podcast because we've had a guest on the whole time and we haven't really even talked about him. Hey, Gene, you make customs. So, this is the best part about the podcast because you know what? Now we're going to talk to Gene and we're going to have Gene on the show. And the best part about this is JD can take this this second half of the show and he can make it the first half. So, we talked to Gene the first half of the show. Then everybody that... 
everybody gets their fill of customs, and they say, Gene's an awesome guy, and his customs are fucking amazing. Now we'll hey, listen let's to talk the, about movies. <laughs> now we'll listen to the other three idiots blather on. And then I had to go and bring up Iron Man 3. Yeah. So, I, I was going to say, I, I, you know, I, you know what? I, I don't know. For Gene, for that slight transgression that you didn't realize was a transgression, I think we're going to leave your part right here where it is. But anyways. Um, hey, it's not a transgression because I said I didn't like it. No, no. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, you're right. The movie was a transgression against humanity. Um... <laughs> so let's Anyways, talk about Gene's yeah, sorry, customizing. Gene. So, um, Gene, you've, tell us about customizing. So what got you into customizing? I'm guessing it's probably the same thing that got everybody else in customizing, but let's hear your story. Well, uh, for me, um, my oldest son had gotten some Star Wars figures for Christmas when he was five years old. Um, from my mother-in-law. This? this was... Yeah. Uh, I think we call them slit elbows too. That's what I I know what you're t- exactly what talking about. So I think yeah, everybody else too. Uh, I remember that figure. It, the sculpt was good, but no oh boy, that boy, that, that articulation just wrecked it all to hell. Exactly, and the, it, my son would try and play with the figure, and the elbows would pop apart, and they were so hard to reposition. And he asked me if I could fix it. So I went looking online for ways that I could find to fix this figure. That's when I came across the uh, FFURG website and forum. And oh, yeah. Boy, that's a blast from the past. No yep. kidding. That's, that was the first forum I joined, and I, yeah. I started. I found the, you know all the customizers online and, and started into that. You know, that's, that was before. Yeah, but that had to be 2006 because it was before the uh, G.I. Joe 25th anniversary line came out. And uh, that came out in 2007. So I uh, I hadn't messed with action figures. I hadn't given my son any action figures or anything because I knew how obsessed I was with them as a child, and I knew where <laughs> this would go. <laughs> so once my mother-in-law opened Pandora's box, uh, Thanks, I jumped in full, you know, both feet. <laughs> and uh, I found uh, I found the community, and I, I started learning and, and growing from there. And um, in a lot of ways, I was lazy because uh, I didn't really want to put in the. 
I don't know if it was lazy so much as a financial issue of I hated dealing with the paints because I didn't want to invest three, four dollars a bottle for model masters and stuff like that for, you know, action figures that my kid was going to play with and whatnot and, and just end up getting messed up. And, and, you know, everybody's telling me if you keep using these cheap paints, you're going to have these bad results that you're having. And so I didn't dive into advanced painting techniques until much later. And uh, even once I started using Model Masters, I was still kind of keeping on a uh, clean factory paint sort of idea. And then later got into dry brushing and, and washes and that kind of stuff, trying to give it a little more oomph. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's been a long and fun journey. Some ups and downs. You know, I still wonder why I've never been invited or even considered for that, uh, what was it called? The world's best customizers. What was their little group? Joe Customs? No, no, no. no. <laughs> they, they, they called themselves the world's best customizers. How come I know? Um, none of us were invited either. No. <laughs> um, I would say, those elitist bastards, I don't even know who they are, but they suck. So, um... Yeah. Um, did, uh, well, um, you also happen to be a customizer that, that doesn't really mind redoing old customs. Can we talk about the 2,700 versions of Crockmaster that you made? Please talk about that project. <laughs> the that is the most obsessive, awesome project I've ever been witness to. The 2,700 versions of Crockmaster, the 1,300 versions of Han Solo, and the 850 <laughs> million versions of Snake Eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, all right, yeah. And we thought, we thought the, the 62 versions of Snake Eyes that that Hasbro's made over the years is, is something I, I think Gene's minor variations and yet huge improvements. I think it outnumbers those. <laughs> well, and see, that's the thing when it comes to, um, whether it was Han Solo or Snake Eyes or Croc Master, what I was doing was looking to make what felt like to me the perfect version and with Han Solo, there's only so many versions of him to be made as what we saw him in the movies or in described in books or whatnot. Um, yeah, but only three or four of the hundreds they've made have been any good. So Right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really kind of sad the way they've treated that character in the Hasbro line, the way they um, reaction. Han Solo, my favorite outfit for him is the one from Empire with the blue jacket and the brown pants. And I feel like the only time they did a really good figure of that was the one from 1980 where we didn't know any better. And I feel like every version they've made since has kind of sucked in some ways or another. There was a, a vintage version that had ball-jointed hips that wasn't that bad, but he had uh, really girly lower legs and the head That's, that's almost really always like a problem with Han Solo. They got tiny hands teeny tiny girl feet which would be fine except that the the smuggler boots they 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 sculpt are the feet are always always like 
like micro sized, and the heads are either huge and they look like Harrison Ford, or they're teeny and they look nothing like him, or they can't get his hair color right. Yeah, there's there's so many issues, and it's uh, kind of disappointing that they haven't put more effort into doing better. And it's funny how they'll come up with a great head sculpt. And then later they'll go back and reissue a Han Solo and change the head sculpt and make a worse one and release it. Yep. Um, I'm still of the belief that the Power of the Force 2 version that they did in 1995, I still think the head sculpt works. The rest of the figure might have been crap, but you, you look at it. And they, they use that same head sculpt for a few years after that on different Han Solos and it looks like Harrison Ford. And well, that one to me kind of looked like an old Harrison Ford. Well, um, yeah, it would have been great for The Force Awakens because the version I, they actually made didn't look anything like him. Um, but, I mean, at the time, I, I think it really worked. And they've done a lot of head sculpts since. And, uh, yeah, they just haven't, they just haven't gotten there. Some, yeah, there's, there's been a few good Hans that they've done. And, but there will be one or two things off about it, and I just wanted one that was right all the way around in in each incarnation from A New Hope through Return of the Jedi, and I even made like one based on one of the EU books that was a prequel where he's in an all-black jumpsuit. Um, I forget the name of the book that that came from, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, Crockmaster... That uh, that was different because that was awesome. When I was a kid, I didn't follow the storylines from any particular figures when I played with them. I had my own little universe where everything was together. Nice and uh, Crockmaster like in my universe was like the freaking Hulk as far as strength, you know. I always just thought of him as this badass, super muscular, superhuman strength kind of guy. And I always wanted one that reflected that better than what uh, we even had in the uh, ARAH line growing up. And when the 25th came out, that was a great looking sculpt. But it so perfectly matched the way they drew him in the comic books, he was a little leaner little, uh, not as, as buff as I would have liked. So I started working on ways to, um, make him buffer, make him bigger, meaner looking. And one thing about my customs is I always try to make them playable. I don't want a custom that when you reposition him, the elbow's going to rub the paint off. That drives me crazy. Yeah. So yep. I, I try to... I try to stick to colors um, that are representative of what I'm going to use, or if I'm doing a bare arms figure, I want to get a yeah the arms I'm using that mold to be the color I need them to be, not something else repainted the color I need them to be, because the arms are probably going to take the most paint damage. Um, so over the years, what I did was as I found better and better arm sculpts or things that I could change about the figure, I'd make another version. Or as I collected different arm sculpts, 
I tried them all out, you know, and that was the thing with Crockmaster. That's why I made so many different versions, and I just sort of held on to them versus a lot of the Snake Eyes I would uh, sell off or whatever as I made them, and I had spare parts or whatnot. And it wasn't until I finally perfected Crockmaster that I said, okay, I'm keeping this one. I'm just going to trade off or sell off the rest of them. I think Ron Minnick got most of the, uh, the spares that I had. Um, but I even paired together arms from Thor figures from the uh, uh, Marvel Universe line and the old um, game line, I forget what it was called, that did the... Uh, so, what was that? Showdown. Yes, yes. The, uh, the Thor upper arms from Showdown and the lower arms from uh, the uh, Marvel Universe line. And I sent those to Slayer once I modified them to all work together and everything. And, and they actually molded them and, and produced them for a while. Um, initially, I sent them to Sean Hunter, Hunter Artworks, but they were just too hard, too difficult for him to mass produce. So he only made one, like one or two prototype sets, and I made one from that. The arms that Slayer sent me actually broke, and then I never got replacements, so I never actually made one using those Slayer arms. Oh. But um, eventually, what I found to be the perfect arms for Crockmaster was a, uh, a Thor figure from yeah, one of the many that was released. I can't remember which one it was. had a funky hammer that didn't even look like a hammer. It looked more like a pitchfork with moving parts. And, um, yeah, that'd be the movie line. Then I also, uh, instead of using the, uh, the smaller 20th anniversary parts for Crockmaster, I decided to take a, uh, retaliation roadblock torso and sculpt it up and, you know, just found the right parts. And the, the head that I used was actually a cast. I think it was crossbones, but I'm not sure. It was something that Tofu Jesse was selling. I mean, this was years ago. And I bought, and I had sitting around in my parts box for a long time. And I looked at it, and I'm like, you know what? I could modify that in the part into a Crockmaster. And I took my Dremel to it and some green stuff. And in the end, I had this Crockmaster head that I'm like, wow, this is fantastic. This turned out better than I expected. And, uh, so I'm left with that one version, and now I actually collect uh, different lines of crocodiles to go with it. i got a pretty big little crocodile collection going on. <laughs> and you that's, got a, a new uh, Transformers Titan Master croc or skull cruncher? No, I don't. Transformers are one line that I just have never really had any passion for. But uh, it's a giant crocodile to go with your croc, your giant croc master figures. But I've got a giant crocodile that's, you know, it's yeah, not it's a giant crocodile. It's a robot crocodile. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, a, it's like a mecha crocodile. It worked for Godzilla, damn it. Um, it's a beautiful figure, too. It's very, it's fully posable in, in croc mode and everything. It's I really need cool. it. I haven't bought it yet. I, 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 I well, I mean, it's repaint Croc too, but um, yeah. Good yeah, I, I got, I got, I found Croc. He's the, he's the only one I found after, after Wave Two. Yep, haven't seen that at all. Haven't seen. He's, and he's so hideously gorgeous. Oh God, I can't wait to get it. I loved the Croc yeah. figure when I was a kid. Um, yeah, it's awesome. 
But, um, Gene, you really need a Skull Cruncher figure. I mean, whether you like Transformers or not, sir, I, I'm sorry, but you have a crocodile collection. You you need one. Yeah. Like, like, you won't regret it, man. He, he's a great figure in both modes. And you're telling me you never bought some random-ass shit off the shelf just because you're like, well, I need it just because. Um, oh, no, I've definitely done that. Uh, well, see, then, then, sir, you need a Skull Cruncher figure. Seriously, you'll um, love how, how poseable he is in, in both modes. He's got swivel wings in both modes. His head is like fully poseable and the mouth opens. It's a beautiful figure. It's great. I'll have to check it out. Um, I, uh, I don't have I don't have it simply because in fact, just before Christmas <clears throat> that whole wave of Transformers was uh, peg warming so bad that I'm like Honestly, I don't need to get them yet. A few weeks after Christmas, they managed a little bit. And then by the end of January, all that was left on the shelves was Chrome Dome and um, Highbrow. And I'm like, fuck, I missed out on Hardhead and Skullcruncher. Fuck. All right, now i got to buy them on eBay. Damn it. Um, But I... uh, my brows sucked. I wouldn't get him. I'm not going to, but I bought Chrome Dome last week simply because there were still so damn many of them on the shelf. I decided to help Walmart out by buying one. So maybe they would take that as a sign to fucking stock something. It hasn't happened yet. It never um, works. That never no, works. It doesn't, but I had naivete on my side. <laughs> I tell you what, I was in Walgreens earlier today, and it's just plain gotten sad to where you cannot find 118 scale figures nearly at all anymore. Oh, they got a bunch of McFarland stuff, a bunch of video game stuff, um, bunch of, they have a metric shitload of Marvel Legends, good God. Um, the uh, only 118 scale figures they had were the 5 POA Star Wars crap. Which yep, I refuse to buy. I refuse to support yep, that five POA thing. It's a couple of random Force Awakens figures. Yeah. Um, but are you so? What um? So what are you into besides like Joe? Like what other? Have you customized other lines? Um, Joe and Star Wars really are. I mean, oh, okay. oh, so that's it. Like you haven't done. Any like movie based costumes or any any sort of random shit that somebody challenged you to? Yeah, I've done a few random things, you know. Um, Captain uh, Captain Power. You remember Captain Ooh. Power? Oh, that is nice. pretty random. Yeah, um, soldiers of the future. Yes, the uh, the Biodreads, the soldiers, the robot soldiers. Nice. That they never made the figures of. That. Uh, I always wanted, like, you know, some as a kid because I had Captain Power and I had Tank and I had a couple of the other things, but I never had the bad guys, you know, because um, they didn't make them. Yeah, well, but, I was going to say that that line sort of crashed and burned before they got the chance to, really. Yeah. Which bad guys are you talking about? The Biodread Troopers. The, the grunts, like, yeah. the, like the troop building guys that the whole the, rest of the, the line Hank just Red sort of... The, or the Sauron ones? Neither one of those. Those were the two, like, those were like boss bad guys. 
I'm talking about the grunts. They never yeah, they were like foot soldiers, like the yeah. like the vipers. Yeah. I was gonna say because I, I was like, yeah, I, I never watched the show. I don't know nothing about what y'all are talking about, but I've and, I had the yeah. whole set of figures a few years back, and basically well, I threw them I was away. Gonna say, with you were in college when the show was on TV, so you would have missed it. But I wasn't. <laughs> All right, just about. Um, I wasn't. But uh, I've made uh, one of those for a contest on the uh, Custom Figure Wars board one time. I've done. Did you win? Um, I placed, but I did not. I was going to say, at least if you placed, then, then that, that works. Um, but there was, uh, I've made Link from The Legend of Zelda. I've made a few, you know, random characters here and really? there that weren't uh, any part of any series or what not. Where are the pictures of Link? I'd just like to see it. I don't see many. There's, they're on my uh, customs page. Are they? Oh, yeah, because, yeah, you, you know what? Those, those kind of characters, you don't see a lot of customs of. Like, you know, people love the games, mm-hmm. but they don't, you know, there's, there's official merchandise, but you don't see a lot of customs with it. Yeah, well, this is, you know, a few years back that I made it for my son for Christmas, because he loves Legend of Zelda, and at that time, there were no figures available. Now you can get, you know, about the same scale, about 118 scale um, Link figures, but at that time, there weren't any. So I wanted to make him a custom one that he could use right alongside his Star Wars and G.I. Joe's and everything else. And uh, let's see, I also made a custom called Wrecking Ball. He's a big, like, Hulk-sized dude. Got a, uh, like, an electronic wrecking ball device attached to his arm. The helmet with spikes on it. Um, that's actually a character I created when I was in high school. Once friends of mine and I, we were talking about starting our own comic company. Young kids' dreams. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, most most of what I do is uh, improvements more than creating my own characters. Um, you know, if, if a Hasbro releases something and I go, geez, they could have done that much better, I'll take it and make it much better. I do a lot of those, too. And I, always, I always make the joke that 95% of my collection could never be resold because I tweaked it. Um, tweaked it, repainted it, fixed it up just a little bit, or just flat out, um, you know, just... Stripped it down for custom. Yeah, I modified it somehow. Yeah. Well, it's like my, my ultimate Crocmaster. I think I used two parts from an actual Crocmaster figure, and that's the, uh, the breather tube and the tank and the belt. And the rest of it is completely, you know, other figures put together to make prop masters. Because that belt was phenomenal, so there was no reason not to use the belt. Right. Belt was awesome. <laughs> do you do vehicles or playsets? Um, I have tinkered with some playset ideas and, and done a couple little things. I don't think I have any pictures of them, but uh, I haven't done anything with vehicles now. Vehicles is a slippery slope, man, because then it's like you got to have all the fodder and then you you spend all this money on a vehicle and then you get halfway done and you lose interest. And, you know, if you're like JD and I, it's you get this awesome idea, you start working on it, and you're like, <laughs> meh, fuck it. 
can't get the yeah. parts to work together properly, and yep. then you get frustrated and put it down. That's, I have so, that problem so enough many, just figures. <laughs> so many unfinished projects. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So what do you think your favorite custom is, then? Oh, man. Um, probably the Duke that I made um, using uh, 50th anniversary parts. Oh, wait, is that the one I'm looking at where he's got the... Where he's got, uh, I like I'm looking at him right now where there's a Duke figure standing up holding a gun to the back of uh, Channing Tatum Duke's head. Uh, I've done two different pictures oh. with uh, two different <laughs> custom Dukes doing that. Um, but the the one I'm talking about, I actually submitted for GI Joe All Stars. Um, so if you're looking at that picture, of the one I'm talking about, it's got a little GI Joe All Stars logo down at the corner. Um, but this one, he had uh, um, the 50th Firefly torso and the uh, legs from 50th uh, uh, Gung Ho because. The original Gung Ho and Duke figures actually had the same leg mold. Yeah. So I wanted to do that in my custom, you know, it's kind of a, a throwback to the original idea. But the paints turned out so perfect on that Duke. I was so happy with the way uh, my painting turned out on that one. And it just really popped. I love that figure. I, I hated that I sold it, but. I was unemployed for a while during that time and had no choice. Yeah, I know how that is. And that's that was the thing. That's why I got out of customizing for a while. Oh. Because I had. Oh, there's the link figure. Oh god, that is fucking awesome. You <laughs> thank you. You had to have sculpted the hat, right? Yes, um, I sculpted the hat. Uh, let me pull that up so I can Damn. see what all I. Get there. I can't remember. Um, but uh, yeah, that that Duke figure is one of my favorites. I did one that I called "50th uh, Anniversary Snake Eyes." It's a version two style, but instead of wearing like head to toe pajamas, he's got on you know BDU pants and um, uh, what you call it. Uh, combat boots and you know he's got a, a like a pajama style shirt you know it's the torso from uh, the ROC rescue mission snake eyes um, same as the uh, 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 resolute snake eyes torso but in black um, and he's got the visor head that I did that's uh, a combination of the 85 visor with the uh, ROC snake eyes head, but with the lip prints removed from the head. Ah, yes. Sculpted over that. <laughs> but uh, that's another one of my favorites, and of course that uh, that ultimate Croc Master. Um, yeah, that that's one of my all-time favorites. I did a an Outback that I liked a lot. That uh, Freeman Slavens bought from me. Um, let's see. Have you? Like, do you do commissions, or do you just do your own work and sometimes sell it, but, you know, you just you keep them for yourself? Well, I'm just getting back into customizing, and 
uh, from this point forward, I don't plan on doing any commissions. I might do something to sell here and there just to help, you know, pay for fodder and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I don't want to take commissions anymore because that was part of why I got burnt out. You know, I just... Yeah, it's one of the... I just want to just... Brian and I, we both done customs, but we tend to be a little bit averse to it. Commissions. Oh, you were also asking about other lines. I've done a Freddy Krueger. Yeah, Freddy Krueger is awesome. I like that the paint job on that recoil, man. That is tight. Thank you. That that camo work. I mean, camo is one of those things that I've got to be in the mood to paint. If I'm not, it looks like shit. Camo is such a pain in the ass. <laughs> It's yeah. so tedious. That's the thing. And, you know, I, a lot of other customizers, they, they're like, I love customizing. It's, you know, an outlet for me. It's a stress reliever. For me, I hate customizing. <laughs> it's the end product that I love. And that's what it's all about for me. When I have that figure done and I go, this looks great. That makes me happy. But in the middle of it, I'm cussing the whole time. My hand's going numb. I don't feel like sitting there doing this. But if I want that end product, I have no choice, you know? <laughs> I love the, the camo job on your leather neck, too. That M-pad is... I've never been able to get a decent M-pad camo. Um, and really, the trick with that is uh, mixing your own colors. Because that tan is a very orangey tan. And I have not seen that... I avoid mixing my own colors only because I can't... I get it once, and it's great, and then the paint dries, and I can't recreate it. Yep, Damn it. same here. Here's the thing. You get the little empty paint pots from uh, uh, Michael's or, or, or Hobby Lobby. The little uh, plastic paint pots that have the, the click top, and you mix a, a rather large amount. You fill that thing, you know. A lot of times it gets filled just simply because I'm having to add more paint to try and get the color right. But um, that way you can store it and use it again later. Yeah, but all these sensible solutions. I mean, come on now. Yeah, come on. We're not practical <laughs> time people. for that. Yeah, your, your logic is staggering to me. But um, well, I have to be that way because I'm on a very limited budget. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, yeah but that's the way looking, to do it, really. Oh, no. No, you're making perfect sense. Too much, in fact. Um, my brain can't handle that kind of sensible problem solving so oh man yeah, yeah that, as far that as leather neck is awesome too looking at him now his hat looks like the only thing I think I sculpted on that figure damn good work on that cause you know marine hats they're they're you know they got the specific the, the specifications and uh, good job no 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 Link Link not um, not <laughs> oh Wait, I thought you said leather. No, you know what? In fact, guys, did you see it? I posted it in the chat window. So yeah, I did. I, I was looking at it a couple minutes ago on, that on is page. Just, I mean, well, that's just cool because, um, honestly, it's realistic, and, and yet it's still... Uh, Identifiable. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I saw... I've seen pictures of... You know, I've seen customs of Link before, but either they're, they're too cartoony, too too video gamey or I saw one that was like realistic and but it was it, it looked more like you know like a fantasy novel and, and less like the you know like 
it's an elf that you would have seen, um, you know, in like one of the um, R.A. Salvatore books or something. And it didn't look enough like Link. And if it hadn't been for the shield with that custom, uh, you know, it could have been mistaken for being from another franchise. But but you hit the right down the middle, right where you needed to. Absolutely. Um, and what did you do for that shield? Did you? Like, is that from another line, or yep, that did you is, paint it? Or? No, I did nothing to that shield. That is really? from the uh, Narnia series. Oh, wow. Oh, I never would have guessed. I forgot they even made toys from that. Yep, um, a little bit of it for fodder. Um, well, outside of customs, well, you're in a band. You make music. What kind of... Like, uh... <laughs> Well, and you're still, you know, because you, you're still active with that. Like, are you, um, you guys do tours, or, or are you just local scene, or? Uh, well, we're kind of a southeast regional sort of thing, because we play in Georgia, Florida, Alabama. We, you know, I live in southwest Georgia. I'll say Crockmaster country. <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing a theme there. I live in Leesburg, Georgia, um, which is a bedroom community to Albany, Georgia, um, basically in the southwest corner of the uh, hill known as Georgia. It's in the middle of nowhere, isolated, backwoods country. Yeah, my, my sister... <laughs> My sister and her side of the family, uh, my stepsister really, uh, they live in Claxton. Mm-hmm. You know where that is? Ah, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Statesboro? I know where Statesboro is. Yeah, oh. they're, they're about 30 minutes south of that. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're a good ways away from me. Georgia's a pretty big state. They're, uh, they're to the east and north. They're, I think they would be above the Nat line. And I am in the heart of Nat country, and I hate it. Are you from there originally? Yeah, uh, yeah unfortunately. I was born here, been stuck here all my life. I've tried to move away several times, and it has never panned out. So um, I'm still planning on eventually trying to move yet again. I don't know. It sounds like the universe is saying you should not do that. You just, you just stay where you are. The universe loves to hate me well, and plays yeah, cruel jokes. <laughs> you know, the, the, the universal cruel jokes, uh, I'm, I'm trying to escape them. Uh, you know, and I'm looking at it like this. Albany, and the Albany metro area where I live, is one of the poorest cities in the country. Oh. Uh, and there is oh. so limited opportunity here oh, for my kids as right. they grow up. I want yeah. to get out of here and get someplace to where they have, you know, a better chance of uh, having success. So that, you, that's how I feel about it. Were you looking to do uh, that? Yeah, I keep trying to tell my sister she needs to move out of out of get, get the fuck up out of the country. Yeah, yeah. She's got a she's got a thirteen year old daughter who's really smart and and is going to college and whatnot. But there ain't fuck all to, to do for a job out. In out in Claxton, Georgia. Right. Unless you want to work at the chicken processing plant, right? Big corporate farm, or you can, uh, or you can, you know, work at the poultry plant pulling chicken apart. That's about yep. it. Yep. 
Yeah, I feel you, man. Good luck to you. Where do you want to go? <sighs> well, um, elsewhere. Yeah, it, it's hard to say. I definitely want to go north. Um, I love Florida, but at the same time, as the older right. I get, the more I hate the heat here. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it's very, very humid down here. Yeah, it and, is. Uh, you know, I'm in Houston, and I, I know it's humid. Yeah. It, it's basically the weather in New Orleans is the weather here, except for they have a sea breeze at least. Um, so it, it's pretty nasty. Um, yeah. And I definitely, I would like to go where it's a little bit cooler. Uh, you know, even if it's just Atlanta. Atlanta, you know how with California, California is such a big state and so diverse that they really think of Southern California as being a totally different place? Yeah. Uh, For Georgia, Atlanta is a totally different state than the rest of us. Yeah. You know, it's a totally different world. They have money up there. They have resources up there. They have, you know... Uh, all the, the stores, the latest technology, everything. Down here, we have fields. <laughs> yep. That's about it. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, okay, my band, um, thrash metal, heavy metal. Um, we used to be uh, more of an industrial thrash metal kind of thing. But, uh, Just Doghead. Doghead. Okay. Um, we've, uh, Recently, lost our drummer. He's got his own business, and uh, so he decided that he needed to step down. Um, but I got word tonight that we uh, have possibly got a replacement for him. We're in the process of recording our second uh, EP. Um, you can find our music on Amazon and iTunes. Excellent. Um, now, that, that first EP that was done was done during uh, a time when I had to quit the band for personal reasons. I was out for a few years and came back. So I'm only playing on one song on that EP. It's called Monsters. But uh, you play? I play bass. Hey. Hello? And uh, I, would, I would call us as being very similar to early Sepultura, maybe. Nice. That, that worked for anybody? Anybody recognize Sepultura? Yeah. Yeah, Sepultura. It's been a while. Yeah. It's pretty heavy, pretty fast. You know, it's not everybody's cup of tea, that's for sure. But we have a lot of fun doing it. That's all that really matters. Well, I say yeah. that, but, you know, sure it would be nice to be able to make money off of that, too, at the same time, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, making money off of... Uh, rock and metal these days is about like making money off of customs you can you know get mm-hmm. some revenue in from it but not as much as what you're going to put out in order to make that little bit of revenue yeah <laughs> yeah it, it seems like that's not a real big maybe it's stereotyping a bit but it doesn't seem like that's the kind of region that would be into that sort of music either oh no no it's all country and hip hop here oh. that's all um, cool. Basically, you can flip through the radio, and you're going to find you know tons of stations all across the dial. The bulk of them are going to be country. There's going to be you know contemporary Christian in there, and 
a scattered um, handful of uh, hip-hop stations, and whatever rock stations you come across are going to be the ones, you know, that are just playing, you know, Led Zeppelin and uh, Hotel California over right. and over again. It's the same stuff for the past 40 years that everybody's tired of hearing. So there is no uh, no big outlet for it here. Um, I was really surprised we were able to find another drummer as easily as what we did. Yeah, it seems like that would be a, a chore in and of itself. It is. But uh, we're fortunate there is a bar here that uh, has us quite regularly, um, and we play in Tallahassee quite huh. a bit. Um, have opened for Wednesday 13. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. Uh-uh. Uh, it was Joey Jordanson's band when he left Slipknot. Uh, oh, they were okay. called Murder Dolls at that point, and they changed their name to Wednesday 13. Anyway, we opened for them um, back when I was on a hiatus. Doghead opened for... Uh, uh, what's the name of that band? Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But um, they're, you know, a nationally known thrash act. Um, so, you know, we, we do pretty well for a thrash metal band that's stuck in the middle of uh, goat roping country. Goat roping country. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Luke Bryan is from my hometown. I actually, you know, went to high school with the guy. So that that shows you what... Country music star Luke Bryan? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's from here. Um, My sister wants to jump his bones. Every woman does. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess if you're going to have a problem, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Luke Bryan and... Uh, uh, what's the guy's name that was on American Idol? Philip Phillips. They're both from here. And Field Mob is also from here. And uh, I think we... Oh, there was one uh, rock act, but it was many, many years ago that came from here. That, uh, was popular. Messenger. Uh, I don't know if you've yeah. ever heard of no, them. No, I don't were, remember that. Yeah. They're, they're old. They were like, you know late 70s, early 80s kind of thing. Okay. They were just, you know, they didn't get super popular. It wasn't like, you know, Boston or something like that. It was... Right. The mid-level kind of band. Um, But Ray Stevens is from here. Nice. So was Ray Charles. (laughs) So, you know, we come from a a long, long long-standing history of metal being ignored. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, it's not a real big, I live in the kind of southern part of Colorado. I mean, we don't do a lot of goat roping here, but we do a lot of roping. So, you know, there's a fair amount of country stations here, to be sure. It's not as bad as where Jimbo is in Texas, but still, it's pretty close. But, um, so you said you're getting, you're planning on getting back into customizing, then do you, you have some, like, ideas that you're wanting to do that you're really I can't wait to try this out well I've, I've had a lot going on um, with the band and uh, personal life stuff and I've been working a lot of overtime lately so I haven't gotten to jump back in as intensely as I wanted to my 
first custom I plan to work on is a Falcon. Um, ah, okay. Lieutenant Falcon. Well, hey, that's yeah, a good choice. Yeah, I was going to say JD's going to approve of that. I'm going to uh, do some camo and, uh, you know, fix him up my way. I was, I was out of customizing for two years. Mm-hmm. And when I got back into it, uh, I just got in that the 50th set with the Falcon Outback intruder and straight out of the package. No, before I opened the package, looked at it in the store. I'm like, boy, Falcon needs all kinds of help. So, yeah. uh, I think I started then. I think I took him apart that night, put new legs on him. And I, I started trying to paint the camo and I'm like, a little out of practice here. So, I I think I took another figure and I started experimenting and uh, and then I, once I felt like I was getting a handle on it again, then, then I fixed up Falcon. So, basically, uh, you know, on that test figure, I sort of, I'm like, alright, I'm comfortable enough in paint Falcon. And then I did. So, I basically retrained myself on uh, on it with him because Falcon without camouflage is not Falcon. Um, I knew he was going to say that. I well, I felt that way when I was a kid, and I had the Night Force version. I'm like, it just—it's not camouflage. I mean, it's not the color scheme that bugged me. It was just that they just didn't put any camo on him. Um, which honestly, I don't think any of the Night Force figures had it, but. He's just the one character that needed it. Um, so, what are you going to do with Falcon? Are you going to use any Falcon parts, or are you going to use all other parts that aren't Falcon just because, I don't know, no matter what, no matter how many versions Hasbro does, they just, they can't, they can't seem to quite get their handle on Falcon. And yeah. that's not... I mean, the club's even done a couple, but and they're kind of almost there, but they're not there. I don't know. It's like the the original Falcon figure is just so magical because it so beautifully accomplishes exactly what it was supposed to do that it's like they just nobody else has approached it. the The sideshow version it did an awesome job, but let's face it, that's a completely different format. Um, but, so what are you going to do with Falcon? Well, I'm still throwing around some ideas. I was thinking of going with uh, the uh, modern Scorpion camo and maybe like a, a modern vest, sort of like uh, what uh, Sonny Hernandez does, you know, the realistic-looking modern uh, sort of look. But I don't know. That sort of loses loses some of Falcon in translation because there's something about that web gear in his original look that just kind of makes him, in my opinion. Um, I don't really care for the head that Hasbro has been releasing with the modern Falcon figures with the removable hat. No, I tried, and that is currently what my Falcon figure has because um, it's... It's okay, but Falcon just kind of have sort of a certain look. And I tried, I used it, and 
I painted his hair brown because, um, well, Falcon's hair color was brown. Um, um, Flint had black hair, damn it. Falcon had brown. There you go. Yeah. So, but, um, because uh, my, my Falcon, it's from the Wolf Squad, which is just, you know, it's a sub team that Hasbro started with the 50th line. And, you know, I did, I used, I used that head sculpt, but, and that's what he still has, but I've never been particularly happy with it. Um, and so just the other day, or uh, two weeks ago, um, ABAC did a big update to his store, mm-hmm. including, including a gray head for Falcon, and I ordered it. And I just got it in the mail yesterday, so I'm going to use that simply because it's a lot closer to what the original Falcon looked like, and the face actually looks like it should be Falcon. The the one thing that's going to stop me from from making um, any sort of efficient progress on it is the skin tone. I don't have a problem repainting the head but if I can't get the skin tone close enough to what the arms from that figure already were I'm afraid I'm going to have to repaint the arms too and yeah elbow paint rub annoys the crap out of me and and that's down man that's what I always do well, yeah, I do, but it's it's a matter of... Still sometimes rubs off. Yeah, no matter what you do, no matter how much you sand it, no matter how much you... Sometimes you still got that area that just won't stick. But, uh, so, I'd like to try to mix a couple different flesh colors and just try to approximate the arm color as it is. But I think once I clear that hurdle, I think I'm finally going to have the Falcon figure that I'm happy with because like I'm using the arms and torso from the 50th version because like the shoulder armor doesn't bug me. Um, I just painted the camouflage around it. Um, and, uh, and then I got one of those, Brian, what the hell is the word for those scarves that they use over in the desert? Schmack. Yeah. I got one of those from Marauder. And so that's what he's got because the little cowboy bandana that that Hasbro gave him is not uh, proper for Falcon. So yeah, I got one of those. Um, but looks like a little ascot. It's very uh, Fred from Scooby Doo. Yes, it is, <laughs> and it's just I know I know what they were going with, but even the original Falcon, you know, it was supposed to be one of those things. Um, I know you just said it, and and I'm still tripping over the pronunciation. Yeah, it's okay. I don't. I don't think I said it right. I think it's more schmeg. Oh, schmeg. Okay. Um, and there's another so name for it too, those, but I can't remember. But or, even, there's even another name. That, I don't know what it is. I and even with my camo, I'm like, nah, it's still not. All right, now I have the head. So hopefully, once I finish it up, hopefully I'll have the Falcon figure that Hasbro should have made. Cool. I'm just going to use Sergeant Stone head. Oh, that's um, a good idea. Yeah, it's a good choice. Um, and I would have done that, except that my sidetrack custom used that head. So when I made my Sergeant Stone custom, 
since Sidetrack had already used it, and I wanted one that looked just a little bit more like Brendan Fraser because I'm that dork, yes. Um, I had to find a different head, but yeah, so now I got one for Falcon and Sergeant Stone and Sidetrack and Flint. They all have different head sculpts, so. Yeah. I see, um, that's, that's something else that I do as well is I don't like reusing the same head sculpt for different figures. I want all of my Joes to look like their own individual people. If If I'm using the same head sculpts, then I'm adding facial hair or I'm doing something to change it up. Right. Yeah, that's definitely one of the problems I have is just not having enough differentiation in head sculpts to to find something unique for each one of my customs. Yeah, yeah. because let's face it, they're that's why you know. That's where you start doing camo. That's where you start doing camo paint on the face and adding helmets and goggles and. Well, and see, camouflage is an awesome way to disguise a head because even though if you can tell that it's a reused head, it doesn't matter because you gave it its individuality. Yeah. You know, adding facial hair, you gave it its individuality because looks they're people and people come in all varieties and you know you don't. Even twins, you know, they have differences, and and that's why, like the club has reused that Pursuit of Cobra Dusty head on so friggin' many figures that they look like clones because changing the hair color is not enough. No, right. um, and that's why it annoys me when some of the unique head sculpts that Hasbro's done don't end up getting reused. By the club when like they had obscure characters like Whiteout in the in the Pursuit of Cobra or maybe with Rise of Cobra I don't know one of those lines Whiteout had an all new head and that Whiteout figure was not a good update for Whiteout but hey they made one um, but they never reused the head sculpt which would be okay but you keep using Dusty instead so. How about mix it up a little bit? You know, like, <clears throat> you know that, that uh, the unarticulated clutch they did for retaliation, that yeah. <clears throat> everybody uses that head I on their... I uh, Well, no, see, I'm not a fan either. Um, my Skidmark custom uses it, but that's because my Skidmark custom is basically uh, an articulated version of... Uh, what they did with Clutch there. Um, But um, everybody uses it on their private military contractors, but Hasbro and the club, they've never reused it on anybody. They used it on the the, um, Ultimate Duke. I don't like that uh, Clutch head simply because it looks like 100,000 guys that live here in my area. They all look the same. They all have that same facial hair and the sunglasses and the baseball hat. They all look like country singer Eric Church. (laughs) And that's exactly what that head sculpt looks like. Yeah, I'm thinking of a different head sculpt. Yeah, I don't use that head sculpt either. I can see why you disapprove of it then. I'm just Um, like, God, that looks like every redneck in South Georgia. (laughs) Well, do you... 
do you guys remember in the Joe versus Cobra era the running joke that the entire Joe team, except for Duke and Hawk, grew goatees because, like, literally everybody in that line that ever had uh, a beard, like, anybody in the vintage line that had a mustache or a beard, everybody in the new sculpt era, they had goatees. And it got to the point where I'm like, well, how many, how many more Joes are going to come out with goatees? Um, that's that's kind of how I feel when I when I look at a lot of customs that use. That's why, honestly, Skidmark is not a character I ever given much of a shit about. But he needed an update, and so that that and that that head sculpt was absolutely the worst head sculpt for Clutch. I mean, it's an okay head sculpt, but not for Clutch. Um, but that's why I used it for Skidmark, because I'm like, eh, I don't care that much about him, but it's decent enough update, it works. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I'm glad they at least mixed it up there with the beard, and there's a severe shortage of goatees in the modern line, and that's a good thing. <laughs> What the hell was that? My dog has a night crazy stall. She's running around. Go away. Is it a full moon out? Somebody's turning into a werewolf. Yeah, no, it's my my puppy. She's a a blue healer, and they they get ouch. They get crazy sometimes, and she does Um, it like once a night. She gets the crazies and just runs around the house at full speed and bounces off furniture and growls and barks at everybody until she runs herself out of energy. And then she'll just pass the hell out. Yep. For 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, Jimbo's right. It did, it, 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 it sounded like, sounded like the werewolf transformation was starting. Well, it kind of is a transformation of some sort, that's for sure. Because she goes from, you know, cute little puppy to insane velociraptor. Stop biting me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's we need funny. to figure out how to make a movie X-23 figure. Oh, somebody uh, was talking about that. Where did I see that on somebody was wanting to do the, the Laura from the Logan movie, you mean? Yeah. Where, where did I see that? I saw the discussion on something like that today. I, I kind of glanced over it. I didn't stop and look or... Sure, don't eat stuff off the floor. Go away. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, maybe that Narnia line would be a good place to start. Yeah, the head, the head's going to be the tricky part, I think. Well, yeah, you, you have to find a head sculpt that looks like the actress, but also conveys that she's a kid. Um, and unfortunately, kid figures, especially in a realistic style, are tough to come by unless you're going with Anakin or Mutt Williams and, uh, well, they're boys, so... You might be able to find a Padme, a decent pad, decently sculpted Padme head and then re-sculpt the hair. Uh, yeah, I could see that because none of them look a thing like uh, Natalie Portman, who sucks anyways. Um, but and Natalie, if you're listening to, your, to our show, we don't like you. Um, but the, the, uh, um, 
for anybody that's gonna do a custom of uh, Professor X from that movie, because well, I've seen a couple that. Logan costumes now, you know, with the beard and everything, but he's the only character I've seen anybody make from the movie. I would assume so. You give it time, somebody's gonna make it. And uh, I, I got to say that uh, angry cussing uh, Patrick Stewart is my favorite Patrick Stewart. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> he's a hell of an actor, man. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. I'm, I'm having trouble imagining Professor X dropping the F-bomb. Uh, you won't want to see the movie. Yeah, but that just seems so undignified for such a high-class British man. Well, he's not much of a dignified person in this movie. Yeah, you know he's playing, you know he's playing shit in the Emoji movie, right? What? Uh, well, that kind of makes sense because some years ago, I don't know if he was on Jimmy Fallon or Jay Leno or one of those shows, and, and he, he read a book called Everybody Poos. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and that was goddamn hilarious um so somebody must have been inspired by that but okay so he's playing poop in the emoji movie yeah Uh, i think i'm having more trouble with the idea that they're making a movie of emojis because i'm not not quite sure how you stretch that idea in the 90 minutes but okay um but you're getting high profile actors and actresses to do the voices well it might be entertaining. Alright, I suddenly uh, have to look and see what the cast of that I kind of doubt that's going to be entertaining in any way, shape, or form. No, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's going to be horse shit. Um, um, but I, 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 I can't... I want YouTube clips of uh, Patrick's voiceovers, maybe, once. Shows up on my suggestions list. That's about it. Alright, let's see, yeah, 2017, oh boy. Um, yeah, St. Patrick Stewart, yep, yeah, poop. Jennifer Coolidge, hey, Stifler's mom. Uh, T.J. Miller, uh, Deadpool movie fame. Um, James Corden, Maya Rudolph, bunch of people I don't recognize. Because um, the only wow, acting they a, could get is voice acting in the Emoji movie. And it's just... What the fuck are they making this for? I don't understand. Who knows? Trying to appeal to kids. Yeah, I but, guess so. But, but, have they completely run out of ideas? Like, this is pretty much the last idea that they did the movie, ever, right? Like, I I can agree to that, yeah. I, I thought Pixels with Adam Sandler was a bad idea, and Angry Birds, and Battleship, but... No, I think they're yeah. just trying to top Those themselves now. I think they're just trying to see how how stupid of a movie they can actually make and get away with. Battleship, yeah, would have been cool if they had not called it Battleship and put the Hasbro logo at the beginning. Like, if it had just been a movie about Navy sailors taking on aliens, I think it actually would have worked, but. Once you saddled it with the battle, the, the you know the, the battleship name, you're like, well, that's kind of counterproductive. Um, but 
say the same thing. Did you guys see Battle of Los Angeles with Aaron Eckhart and the Alien Invasion? It no. was kind of along the same lines, but I, they called the battleship. That was weird. Um, I didn't see Pixels. I didn't need to see Pixels. I didn't either. I saw the trip. I, I saw the trailer for Pixels. That was enough of that. I'm not a not what you would call an Adam Sandler fan in any way, shape, or form. I don't think he's made a good movie since Fifty First Dates, and before that, Happy Gilmore, and that's oh, pretty much that. Water Boy. You can't forget the Water Boy. Yeah. Oh, I did forget the Water Boy. Oh, uh, the Water Boy's great. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> um, the Water Boy is the devil. So, um, like click. Uh, yeah, I didn't see. I, I that. didn't like that one. I, I didn't see like that. I didn't like the concept, and I didn't like the title, so I skipped it. I kind of liked um, Little Nicky, but that was that was the last one of his I watched. That was the last movie of his I saw in the theater. That's pretty much why, because Little Nicky. Um, you know, we got off on movies again, but there was one more thing I wanted to bring up about action figures. Oh yeah, I totally. Like to hear. I have figured out a technique to fix the problem with hips uh, on the modern shows, where the leg joints stick out so far beyond the hips. Oh, God, I hate that. Especially with the, uh, the, the 50th sculpt that's been going around. Started with the uh, um, Pursuit of Cobra Snake Eyes that has been used for, like, every figure since. Every um, figure, yeah. And, and those stick out real far beyond... The hips on the torso drives me nuts. And I got to looking at some of the 25th figures, like uh, Zartan. He's got a little cutaway to make his uh, the thighs they sit in where they're supposed to. You know, not everybody's got this massive thigh gap going on, like what a lot of the, uh, the modern legs have going on with these figures. So I've actually taken a Dremel and figured out how to do that same indenture and modify the legs just right to where they sit where they're supposed to inside the hips. It looks so much better. You can take, um, like I took the legs off the, the new 50th Snake Eyes, which is the same release as the Pursuit of Cobra and the uh, Retaliation movie Snake Eyes. If you put those legs on that torso, they look ridiculous. I mean, they stick out so far right there at that joint. But I, I took a Dremel and I, I shaved it down and shaped it just right and got it to where it sits nicely in that torso. And I've gone back and taken a lot of model figures and done that to them because it worked so incredibly well. I'm going to do a little tutorial on that and try and get that posted in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, please do. It was, uh, I was really surprised at how well it worked and how easy it was to do. Yeah, I'd like to see that, actually. need a video yeah, tutorial on that. That's yeah, pretty impressive. I will see what I can do. See if I can get a video. Um, I really don't have too much uh, video shooting or editing technology. But, uh, oh, neither do we. We don't have any <laughs> kind of editing technology. <laughs> no, I just shoot it with a, you know your iPhone or your... Or something like that. Alright, I'll get my wife to, to hold the phone and, and tape it for me. There you go. That's what I plan on doing if I ever, when I get her, 
if I ever get around to doing some of the tutorials that I talk about that I'm going to do that I never do. <laughs> eh, details. Yeah, right? Eh, we're busy. You know, shit happens. But that's mostly what I've done since I got back into customizing, playing a uh, Lieutenant Falcon and alter the legs on all the figures. <laughs> so if you, so you got that going. So if you had the time to do one specific, is there one specific custom that you would love to do if you had the time and the parts to do that you haven't been able to do yet? Oh, that is a really good question. Now I'm trying to think of who it would be. <laughs> um, yeah, I've actually got some parts laid aside that I've been trying to, uh, uh, let me put it this way. I'll get an idea based on a sculptor or just whatever. I'll go, you know, this would look really cool. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, I'll try these legs with it. And those legs don't work out. And so I've got to wait until I find a different set of legs that's going to be the kind of style I'm looking for. And sometimes those parts will sit on hold waiting for just the right legs or whatever to accompany it <laughs> for, like, years, literally. Years. Yep. <laughs> yep. And so I think to answer that question, the one that I've still got sitting around, one, one of the little baggies of parts that I didn't get rid of, is an armored Destro. Ooh. That looks, yep. you know, looks like the original... Um, Destro design, not the Iron Grenaders, and uh, you know the Iron Grenadier, whatever you call them. Um, he's supposed to be armored in that, but I want to do my own armored Destro idea that's sort of based on the original original concept. And I've got the torso, and I've got some ideas. I think I've got upper arms for him, but and of course the head, but. I have not been able to pin down what I want to use for the legs and what I want to use for the lower arms. And if I just had the ability to um, make a figure, you know, without any kind of restrictions, I think that would be the one. Nice. Yeah, I'd like to see that. You know what else I'd like? I'd, I'd like this for everybody who customizes and that would be multiple reissues of uh, Agent Mouse forearms. <laughs> if only. Yeah. God damn. I've ordered some of the uh, Marauder uh, rolled up sleeve forearms to use on. Uh, I'll be doing another Duke, like I was talking about earlier, for myself, and I'm just going to use those because you can't get an Agent Mouse for less than eighteen dollars, twenty dollars. Well, I haven't I even seen them that cheap. Don't. Last time I looked, I don't remember what I needed one for, but last time I looked, they were like thirty, forty dollars. I'm like, screw that. Um. Well, you know what? The other, if you don't need the wrists, um, the the fixed version of the the twenty fifth uh, rolled up sleeves arms, I think work okay. But you know. I ran into a problem where I thought, oh, there's a custom I could do. I'm sure I got a few of those. No, it turns out I don't have any of those arms left. I'm like, well, fuck. So, went on eBay looking for Duke or, you know, Ninja Viper, whoever the hell used those arms. And I'm like, well, you know, 
shipped. I really couldn't find any of those figures for less than like ten bucks. I'm like, I am not paying ten bucks for a set of lower arms. Yeah. Damn it. So, well, um, I mean, I do. I've got I've got a set of the the Marauder ones, and I could order some more of them. But yeah, I just I really think I really wish they put out more figures that you could just buy off the shelf with those same arms. Yeah. And the thing about uh, those that you were talking about, those fixed 25th, they're a little short. They are, but with the right upper arms, I don't mind them too much. They, they'll accomplish what what I need them to. But, yeah, I realize the only actual figure that I have with them is the BDU wetsuit figure from the Mission Brazil concept. And mm-hmm. I had a few figures with them at one time. I must have used them all as father at one point, and I don't have them now. I didn't know you had um, that wetsuit figure. From the, yeah, I got the whole Mission Brazil set, so yeah. Oh, and man. In fact, I think that wetsuit figure still, to this day, qualifies as my favorite figure the club's ever done. That yeah, is a, an excellent figure. And one of you guys was asking me earlier what my, some of my favorite customs were. That's another one for me, is I did a modern update of that particular wetsuit, and he's in the um, the Navy Work Uniform 3 uh, camo. And oh, he just nice. turned out so great. I love that figure. Yeah, I, I nice. saw that when I was looking at that one, because... Yeah, it, I don't know if you've ever seen any of my stuff. I'm a pretty big fan of the Navy SEALs, so. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, that that's that would be my my collection grail is to get that wetsuit figure that that Mission Brazil wetsuit figure. Yeah, at one point I wanted wanted to try and get him, and that's what inspired me to make the custom was the fact that I couldn't find him for less than a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I got the whole set because that year, um, Viper went to the convention and he got extras cause he had a golden ticket and he got me the box set. He got me the, the Python stinger and he got me the two pack of trigger and lightning. So, um, so yeah, when I got the uh, yeah when I got that wetsuit, Claymore, and um, the um, Python Trooper from that set, those are my favorites out of the out of that lineup. Although I really like that Leatherneck they did too. Um, not it's not not a great update to the original Leatherneck, which is kind of what they were going for, but. Um, I like it as it is, and I didn't need an update of it. But um, the uh, yeah, so I like it. But yeah, that wetsuit, I can see why it's still expensive on the secondary market because it's a badass looking figure. It is a badass yeah. looking figure. And if you go to my uh, customs page on Facebook, you can see where I did some side by sides of the the club wetsuit along with my custom version and you can kind of you know get an idea of where i was going with it i was very pleased with how it turned out and we did post a just for everybody that's listening you'll have seen it already we did post a link to uh to gene's uh, customizing page on uh the general geekery podcast uh group 
So if you're listening to this now, go back and look a couple of days on the General Geekery podcast group, and you'll see a link to Gene's page. And then, yeah, sit down, spend some time, and take a look at his stuff, because it's well worth the well worth the watch. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, let's see. Do you, you have anything else there, J.D.? Because we're at just over two hours and 15 minutes now. In fact, I was going to say, yeah, uh, I was going to say now that we're now that we're back, we're getting a couple of uh, guests. We're trying to get a couple in line. Um, I, I want to. Uh, no, I just want to say it's 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 good to have the podcast back, and um, I am I'm on a new computer, so um, I won't have any sort of tech problems. So that you know. Uh, uh, well, in There's theory, a jinx if I ever heard one. Um, well, no shit, all right. <laughs> Anyways, um, so but yeah, I can get the shows out faster. Um, so, well, uh, yeah, we're not going anywhere for a while now. So, um, yeah, well, another hopefully not. We'll see. <laughs> hopefully, well, you know. Um, hey, this time it wasn't my fault. So no. Um, and it will be my fault next time too, probably. So, um, but yeah, uh, Gene, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, uh, definitely. We, uh, thanks for coming thanks on for there. Uh, so I, we always give the chance to for you to plug anything that you want. So we've, like I said, we've already posted a link on the our page for your page. So uh, anything else, like your band or anything, you want to. You want to throw out there? Well, anybody who's listening who enjoys uh, heavy metal, thrash metal, check out my band, Doghead, on Facebook. We are Doghead Metal, facebook.com slash Doghead Metal. We're going to be working on our new EP with a brand new drummer, and uh, hopefully we'll have some new music coming out this year. Excellent. All right, I think that's about all we have for this week's or this episode, rather, since this is like the first time in a long time where we've done more than one episode in one week. <laughs> weird. It is weird. So you guys being busy. Yeah. Well, we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> <laughs> With our collective attention span. Um, yeah. yeah. Look, squirrel. All right, so thanks for tuning in to, again to General Geekery. Uh, tune in next time. Like we always say, we'll make up the episode as we go then. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Au revoir. And stop, stop, come on, stop. I want my keyboard work. And it's still going. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. I got to get in a shower and get to bed. It's been fun. Thanks All for right, having me on. Easy.